Hey, what's up? This is Randy with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is the podcast that still has no introduction. It has a crappy music introduction because my desktop is still somewhere upstairs in an Ikea bag, and I actually ripped the musical introduction off my iPhone from a previously recorded podcast because that is how we do it. That is, look, it, it's short of MacGyver with a paper clip and uh, some post-it notes, but we make it happen. And uh, this podcast, Lincoln, is going to make it happen. And Lincoln is, is got a lot to say about where we're going to go after the election and what happens after Trump refuses to leave the plantation White House. Because we all know he's refusing to leave. We all know that he's already lost the election, theoretically. He knows he's lost the election. He knows he doesn't have the votes. So now he's just trying to steal the motherfucker so that he can stay because... Who wants an appointment at The Hague? Who want, Maybe he wants to go. I don't know. Maybe he's such a sadomasochistic sociopath that he's like, yeah, let's go check out The Hague and see what that whole experience is like and bring the whole Plantation White House and the GOP with you. And uh, the, I, the, look, I'm not going to ramble on because I ramble on. Let Lincoln ramble on. That's really what you came to hear. Me, not so much. Lincoln Mitchell, hella much. Here he goes. There's so much stuff going on, so we'll just like let it roll and let it flow because I don't even know where... You want to start with the judge with the federal blocking of the post office and how they're supposed to go back and re undo everything they did, which is like going to look in dumpsters for like nuts and bolts and screws to put machines back together, which DeJoy was like, go fuck yourself. We're not doing it. This Olivia Troy chick who now is like coming out of Pence's coronavirus task force, who's like, I just this is what I'll say. And then you can go off because I'm so every single person that has come out with a book, with a commercial with some kind of statement leaving their job you're too fucking late i'm really sorry like this whole better late than never thing olivia troy has been there two years she helped write the article that went into the washington post about how there's no second wave and hyping up the fact that this virus was bullshit she's just as complicit as just as, as as guilty and whether you're out now or you were out two years ago this is two years too fucking late, so that's it for right. me. I mean, the different question here is, does it help the election, right? Because right now, that's what we have to focus on. But Well, DeVos is, someone from the DeVos camp is, is, is supposedly bailing from I mean, her also. I, They're I, all are jumping are we, ship. Are we recording? Cause we yeah. Start. Okay, good, good. I mean, here's my thinking on this. On the one hand, from a kind of moral, ethical perspective, you're absolutely right, right? If you were in this late, and by this late... I mean, anytime after about January 23rd of 2017, you stayed too long. You know, I mean, you, you kind of... I mean, really, if you were in after the guy came down the escalator and called yeah. Mexicans rapists, you were in it too late. forfeited your moral. But there were people who said, I have to go in and serve, which I thought was bullshit. But, you know, if you still believe that now, you've... I mean, you got out a week ago. Come on. What you're doing is a rat leaving a sinking ship, right? Right. So that's one moral perspective to look at. There's another perspective, which is, does this help with the election? Right? Does Fair. this move? And, you know, frankly, a mid level Pence person who no one's ever heard of, it doesn't, right? But maybe because she's put, being out on social media, they're using the right. ads it's, that are blowing right. them up. It's, I don't know. It's, 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 I don't think it's a huge deal. And then there's another level, which is I don't really care what they have to say because I knew it all already, right? Right. So, like, take the extreme example of Michael Cohen's book, who admittedly, there is kind of a voyeuristic perspective on Michael Cohen's book, but I know the broad brush of who Trump is. Cohen's going to fill in the details, and frankly, I got better books to read. But you also, but we also knew Michael Cohen was the guy that buried the bodies and did everything anyway. So his moral compass is save my own ass. His moral compass is in point one. Yeah, have no, and then make money. But there's a fourth, right? Exactly. There's a fourth point here as well, which which I'm kind of wrestling with more, which is this: 
you know, to go back to my framework for understanding what's happening in the United States now, which is that we are in a struggle to parent, you know, to restore, rebuild, or build or create democracy, right? And and the election, the coming election, will be a key juncture, not because, you know, we have to win, because we do, but also because when Trump refuses to leave office... Which he will. Which he will. We're going to need a massive pro-democracy movement. And part of that movement is creating dialogue with people on the inside, right? So every time this woman, whose name skips my mind, leaves the Pence operation. Olivia Troy. Every time someone leaves DHS, every time, you know, the attorney general of Arizona, you know, who wasn't in the administration, but still Republican, supports Biden. What it does is it sends a message to other Republicans that there's still a way out. And... To Republican voters, clearly the GOP assholes that are dug in are dug in. You think that other Republicans are going to jump? Look, we are seeing more people every day, right? Because there are people around Trump. Let's just say Bill Barr, right? Um, Chad Wolf. Who I want to punch in the face every time he speaks. He's also got the most irritating fucking voice. He's like a Jim Jordan. Jared Kushner. Slumlord. Go ahead. Don Jr., obviously. Ivanka. Who will be like they'll be in, you know they'll be on the land the the the, the helipad on the White House when when the helicopter comes taking the plane to Russia, right? But for everybody else, for everybody else, there you you want to say for the sake of democracy, if you you can, there's still time to leave because what you have to weaken the edifice that Trump has created, the authoritarian edifice he's trying to and Bill Barr also are trying to create. So you want these defectors. They help the, Demo- the small D Democratic cause. How- however, you also have to, that, that only, the other piece of that is that, and, and I was talking to a colleague of mine about this, who's pretty sharp, and he was saying that he's worried that after the election, that there will be a tremendous pressure on Biden if the election is, and I'm going to use this word incorrectly, controversial, and by con- the outcome, and by controversial right. or disputed, I mean stolen, attempted to be stolen by Trump, Right. If Trump attempts to steal it by saying, you know, I really won, et cetera, et cetera, and then there's a struggle and Biden wins, or Biden, you know, actually becomes president, then there will be pressure on Biden from a lot of sources to say, you know, look, Trump, you know, we resolve this, there can't be any prosecutions. And I believe that's really wrong. There has to be prosecutions. There has to be prosecutions. There have to be prosecutions here. But and and but you can't prosecute everybody. But right, but I to. think that's also secondary. I, you're saying once he's in and we're good and no, Trump is no, gone. But, but this is related because what I'm saying is to people is that what you say to that woman Troy is that if you get out now implicitly, you're getting out in time before the prosecutions, and you turn that into a flood of people leaving because the because the criminality is. So what do you I do? Mean, cut all those people that leave deal saying if you you know throw these people under the bus, you, we won't prosecute you. Well. Well, well, you can't. Who's cut above deep. Olivia Troy? Pence. Well, for example, Pence is complicit in crimes against humanity. For the, for sure. Right. For sure. Right. As is so, Jared Kushner. As, as is, is Ivanka Kushner. Trump, because he is the as one is, that's running right, the thing. Right. Bill Barr is is is, is has committed perjury. Even I think of... everyone that sat in that meeting when he sat there and said, "If right, if I we agree. didn't count the blue states, our coronavirus death total would be really no, relatively so low." The people I haven't heard of. And cut. It's. I mean, how do you? And I'm not a prosecutor, right? Maybe you have a prosecutor on your show, but I'm not a prosecutor. But the way the prosecutors work, in my I would uh, love to experience, have one. which is essentially a lot of reading and watching a few television. I don't watch cop shows, but I have over the years here and there. Is that you don't throw the book at the guy in the corner dealing the drugs, right? right. You work That's the whole the Rico deal. That's the whole Rico. You, right. you go for you the work, big fish. You work up the chain, right? 
though if you flip this woman Troy, I'm happy to flip her. I'm, I mean, I'm not a prosecutor, but I'd be happy to cut that deal, both politically and legally. So, I mean, I, I'm not saying... What's not the saying deal? She, you ask her to, you ask these people to what? Turn over notes? You think they recorded phone calls? I mean, are they... You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything like that. All you say... I mean, and remember, remember, right now, who can make a deal? Joe Biden isn't president. Whoever is the attorney general, let's just pick a name randomly out of the blue, Adam Schiff. Um, <laughs> he's not the attorney general yet, right? Listen, I think that, look. Because, because as, as even Archie Bunker, no, no, there are times like this when you need a Rabinowitz. And if we don't have a Rabinowitz, we'll take a ship. Um, <laughs> but, but, but so, so you can't cut the deal yet, but you can send the messages, right? I mean, I know in my experience when I'm in countries, trying, when I worked in countries, trying to restore democracy, trying to get an authoritarian leader to leave, the way you do it is you chip away, right? So you get this person close to him, that person close to him. They leave. Suddenly he's, suddenly people realize it's okay to leave. I didn't die, right? Right. And the leader feels more alone and eventually caves. So that's what we're trying to do here. That's what I see what we're trying to do. I don't think, I don't, I, between you, right. me, and a lamppost, I don't think Trump will ever cave. I think he knows that if he caves, there's no way out. I think, I, look, I, I don't... By caves, I mean fleeing to Russia or something. Right, I mean, fine, saying, I don't give a fuck where he goes. Siberia, Russia... But, but, but what, I, what you don't want... I don't even is, think they want him there. You think Putin wants him there? No, no, he's got what he needs. Right? He's got nowhere to go. What you don't want is Trump getting tougher and more violent, right? That's what we don't want. We don't want... We, we, so, so, so anything you can do to create that incentive for people. So I am, like I said, I don't think she's some moral paragon, but I'm happy she did it. Hopefully it'll lead to more. Look, I think that, what about the woman? I feel the same way. I don't even know if it's worse. The woman who came out about the, the hysterectomies and the, the shit they were doing to the yeah. women in the, in the ICE detention camps. Way late, dude. Way late. I know you morally, you know, feel that yeah, about your job, but how many women now had unnecessary surgeries and their lives are forever I, fucked? That's where I agree with you. And she that's sat in her car and she cried those boohoo tears, but boohoo 700. One woman is too late. Two women are too late. A hundred women, 500 women, too fucking late. Like, I, 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 that, but, that's but, my but, problem. Yeah, also, I, I agree with and you. And what are I they totally going to do agree. now? They're going to shut down the ISIS? No, they're not shutting down shit. On the other hand, I, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. The only thing I'll say about that is it is important to document this stuff. A hundred percent. What? Fine. You can document it, but it's like, great. Six million Jews are dead. We have all the documentation that we need. The shit's oh, still happening. I, I don't know. I know, but, but, but to go, to, to go with back to the... And how Bill Barr has, which, still has his job after that fucking comment. Which is not... Which should never be part of any like comparative discussion in, in many respects. But, but to go back to the Holocaust... I am, it is good that we know the details. It is good that we, now the Nazis, because they, they were German, <laughs> the kind of, they, they documented everything. They did right. Before. But it is, I mean, I mean, if you look at a case like the genocide in Rwanda, right, we want to know, I mean, it is in the interest of humanity to know these things happen, to know that it's true. And there will, and, and I think that, that whether anyone goes to jail or everyone goes to jail or nobody goes to jail, when this administration is over, this needs to be documented. And that's a different issue. It will. It I mean, it for be sure be documented. They're not. Look, what about Yemen? What about nobody talks about the Uyghurs anymore? I had to go Google that. I was, you know, you learn about right, this we stuff. We can't blame Trump on the Uyghurs. No, right? you can't blame Trump on the Uyghurs. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of documenting shit and keeping it right, in the right. forefront. But documenting the crimes of Trump. And one of the one of the things we're going to have to do, you know, immediately after this administration ends is to begin to get, you know, statements and documentation. They're gonna, I mean, I, I, I tell you. 
the 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 best the busiest place on on in um in Washington the least the most dangerous place in Washington on January eighteenth and nineteenth is going to be anywhere in the White House between a Trump administration official and a shredder, right? Right. Because they're they're going to be shredding documents, hard drives, they're taking sledgehammers to computers. I mean. They, this All is this Ted is Cruz, Matt Gates, Tom Cotton, Jim Jordan. You think any of I mean, those guys. Those Elise idiots, Stefanik, all these idiots. Those idiots think they're safe as long as they have their, as long as they get elected. I mean, they, 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 but you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't know what will happen, but, but you know. Um, Nobody knows I mean, what will happen, but I think, Lincoln, back, going back to what you've always said, and I think what's, what's scary is he is continuing, like, to spew the, rhetoric to incite the threatening imposing bullying i mean you can just look at the dudes that showed up and literally actually shot paintballs at people right right and that was paintballs it's there were people that shot real bullets i mean nobody's talking about that 17 year old kid anymore he went he fell out of the news real quick right right i mean on the one hand on the one hand Nothing has changed since we've started talking about this, you know, on the Hill in January 2017, right? This has gone more or less the only way it could have gone. Which right? is so unfortunate because it was always the slow change and the slow slide into this shithole. I will remain, you know, eternally infuriated with the people throughout the, the liberal and left of center political establishment who refused to process how bad this was. The people who said, oh, maybe we can work with him on infrastructure or the Mueller report will save us or the midterms will save us. And we've lost a lot of time. I mean, you know, what's what is we are now at a place where a good proportion. I just have to I'm peruse my email a little bit because I'm waiting, which isn't here on this one email I have to get. Go ahead. But a good proportion of people on the, you know, in the country believe that the Democrats are preparing massive rallies to steal the election after Trump wins. Right. A good proportion of people believe that. And another good proportion of people believe that they need to have massive rallies to stop Trump from stealing the election. That is where we are in America. This is a very predictable But place did you see be. the mail-in ballots that supposedly look like Trump propaganda that people are just, like, chucking in the trash? Yes, and- yes. I mean, but this is, this is where we've—this is what happens when democracy disintegrates. And we let this happen. I mean, I, I can't tell you. Like, like, it just infuriates me. So, I feel like so we let this happen, but I feel like I'm sitting here and I'm running my mouth and I'm like, what more? You also often think, what more could I have done? Like, what more could we have, what more could we have done? We rallied, we marched, we, we made signs, we protested, we tweeted, we voted. I think the what one, thing more I, that, one thing I could have done is I could have been relentless in trying to break through to people in positions of influence about what I saw was coming and to try to get involved earlier. But I did try. But it's not over yet. I mean, but I mean, I, you know, I was just thinking today that, that, um, I was just thinking today that we could, this, this post-election scenario could go well into December and January, right? I mean, you know, I, I talked about the Mitchell Minute today, right? I mean, the people in Belarus are still on the streets. Which is not even getting any news coverage anymore. But the point is, it's five or six weeks after the election. Right. And they're still demanding fair elections. That's where we could be, right? And and well, if the, if we've learned one of the things we should have learned over the last few years, two or three years now, three or four years now, is that that oh the Constitution, oh the law, 
It's not, it doesn't work that way anymore. And, you know, the, the political power dynamic here has to be that, you know, Trump, that Trump will ultimately, as we've just seen in the last month, rely on force and violence, right? And that includes the informal force and violence of his people and his supporters, like we saw it with this uh, Kyle Rittenhouse character, but also the Trump guys with, with paint guns, who, pre- who, who provoked a violent response. And, and unfortunately, there was a loss of life. But, you know, the next time that happens, they're, they're going to fire back, right? I mean, that's where this is going. But it also, that, that that's Trump's strategy, and, and our strategy has to be just to mobilize huge numbers of people to defend democracy, to demand the votes are counted, and, and look, it doesn't always end well. Right? I really I mean, hope, I mean, my, I think my hope lies in the fact that all of this shit on the Woodward tapes, all of the things he said about the military reach those people because those people, the vets, the military people, and, it's, and I watched an amazing interview with one of these admiral guys from the army who literally said it is a struggle for them to cope and come to terms with the fact that they are speaking out because they still view this idiot as the commander in chief that they have this loyalty to. And for some of them, that exterior, that has cracked and they are speaking out. And they said that he, this one guy, it was like tugged at your heart. He was like, I'm speaking because I know other people can't and won't. And at this point in his life, he has nothing to lose. He's already had his career. He already has all of the act. He's already sacrificed. He's already served. He's already done his time. He, and he's like, look, this is the deal. This guy gives zero fucks, basically. He doesn't care about you, me, the military, anybody, anywhere except himself. This is why I'm not voting for him. But it's the, he, he should be saying that at like a West Point graduation. Right. Not to Rachel Maddow. But, but I think that, that, you know, the data is pretty clear that Donald Trump is wildly unpopular. Doesn't mean he doesn't have strong supporters, but he is nowhere close to a majority of supporters. And it is... You know, a a second Trump term term built on a fraudulent foundation would destroy America, and and everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Even the people supporting him know that they probably want that for whatever reason. And that fundamental frame, the, the challenge is to turn that underlying truth into political action that leads to an outcome. And that's difficult, but not impossible, right? But it also speaks to, I mean, to me, it speaks to the really kind of more existential difficulty of how do you hold this country together, right? Duct tape? I mean, you're right. I mean, there's now a consensus that there's going to be postal. I mean, you know, every academic saying, I mean, you know, there will be violence after the election. It will be disputed. And, and again, I, I don't want to say I told you so, except I fucking did. Um, and it was ignored. But, but... This, how do you, you, you know... You can dispute it. It's the violence that's that's terrifying because it's, there's enough, and, and I don't know, maybe the violence, maybe because of, I, will the pandemic have an, an impact on how violent it gets? Because maybe people just don't want to go the fuck outside. And maybe, I mean, the Trump people and the people that are going to be violent don't give a fuck anyway. They're out there. Right, right. Which means that they'll be able to move quickly, right? I mean, so... True. You know, I, 
And we also, you know, the, the, the wild card of the pandemic is that we don't know the stage it will be in in six weeks, right? So it's conceivable that six weeks is the calm before, you know. But, but you could also see that if you're talking about, I mean, it's one thing to go to a demonstration, right? It's one thing to go to a, you know, a Black Lives Matter demonstration every day for a week, which, you know, many of us did. It's another thing to be in a vigil, right, in front of wherever for a month right, in the time of pandemic. That's a major health issue. I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know what happens. This is a very difficult situation. I don't think there's any way. This isn't even like a choose-your-own-adventure book where you have three no. solutions that could lead you somewhere. I think you have... The pages are totally empty. Right. Now, the one thing... Except that, for the voting page. <laughs> right. The one... Right. Well, but, but that's, a, that's a start, not an end. Right. Right. The one thing that we should really keep in mind is that everybody is that, you know, everybody around Trump who's who has enabled him and talking about like these Republican to Cruz, that's where you get to Cruz's, the Rubio's, the Matt Gates's. That should never be forgotten. Never. As long as they live, they were knowingly complicit in the destruction of American democracy. And, and death like, and death and death of people, death. DeSantis, Kemp, all of these people in states where people are just dying by the thousands. Right, and people like And they're Kemp, still fighting mask mandates. They're still going to court. Right. And people like Cruz who embrace it enthusiastically, you know, I mean, I don't know, like I'm not a criminal, like a prosecutor. I'm not a prosecutor, so I don't know what the kind of criminal kind of, you know, can you throw someone in jail, but they, we should remember that forever. Ted Cruz should never, he should be 80 years old and be in a talk show and someone asks him, why did you support Donald Trump as he, when he tried to destroy American democracy? Why did you support Donald Trump when he committed crimes against humanity? Why did you support that, Donald Trump when he threw your wife and your dad under the goddamn that, that, that's bus? Not, but that, that's, a, that's a personality weakness that I don't care about. Like, I, don't I care. care. About, I care about what he did as, as an elected official. But, but those people... That goes to his character. If, and if about, Ted Cruz proposes a tax reform the answer is why did you support donald trump when he committed crimes against humanity there these people will try if this goes against them what they will desperately try to do and the, i'm talking about the people who stay on till the very end they will try as soon as trump you know it's clear that trump is really going down they're going to swap and you know give platitudes about time to move on blah 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 it is not time to move on right i don't think it's ever time to move. i don't think they should right. ever eat in peace i don't think you should That's ever like, go to a yeah. movie in peace if we ever go to the movies again right. i don't think they should ever shop in peace right. never I agree. I agree i have no problem with that my problem is i just don't i just i just don't think that that they give a fuck and that they would welcome and like almost continue to crave that attention because that attention is better than no attention i don't think they give a fuck and as long as they have, you know, their base that supports them, you know, but they're, they're you know, and, and, and the question is, for me, a question is post-Trump, do we have an institutionalized authoritarian movement in, in America? Because let's just take Trump out of the picture for a second. The structures for that authoritarian infrastructure still exist. It's Fox News. It's, you know, it's various... Uh, conservative elected officials and parts of the country. It's the NRA. It's the gun laws. So that, that, that infrastructure, it's the white supremacist organization. It's QAnon. It's all that. That infrastructure exists. And as long as that exists, we are a country that is permanently destabilized. But maybe that goes out without, it, but without all of that oxygen. I mean, he is feeding it. He has, like, opened the spigots right. of, of, 
oxygen and gasoline right. and kerosene so, and whatever else you need to be combustible. So when he when he disappears from the political scene, or drops dead, or, or like he allegedly, dead, <laughs> if he, if he no, some actually speaking, he's not going to be around forever, right? Thank God. If he does that, if he flees to Russia, if he becomes a Buddhist monk, whatever it is he he, he might do, um, this goes in two directions, right? One is that the infrastructure is strong enough and people still, you know, that they're just, okay, we're going to fight, we may fight for a new leader, but we're going to keep, and the other is that, that parts of that infrastructure are embarrassed. And, but I don't see it. I don't see that. I agree with you. I don't think anybody, you think Susan Collins is embarrassed? No, Susan Collins, what, Susan Collins in a matter of months to be a former senator on the beach in Maine. Like who cares what Susan, or I guess not the beach in November in Maine, but you know, like Stay off Moody Beach, bitch. Go ahead. Who cares what Susan Collins thinks, right? But like, you know, is 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 um, Jar- are Jared and Ivanka just gonna like go away quietly and be rich, right? Or are they gonna keep stirring this shit up? That's you know, is Tucker Carlson gonna move back to just more conservative, like moderated stuff? I don't know. That's that's the post-Trump question to which we don't have an answer. I don't think Jared. And I don't I, I, personally. I don't think don't Jared know. and Ivanka are gonna stir anything up. I don't think that they. What what are they stirring? If they're not there, they're gonna be like too. Two former White House, they, they don't even, they have no qualifications. They have no... Well, Jared, they're, also, they're particularly not interesting people, right? But, I mean, like Donald Trump Jr. Donald, you could easily say I don't Donald. think they were ever interested in doing what they were doing at the White House anyway. I think it was, I almost think it was a forced position that they, I think Ivanka was terribly happy running her sweatshops, making her bullshit jewelry yeah. and bags. I, I think Jared was, was happy being Don a slumlord. Don Jr. is different. Don Jr. Yes. Right? Don Jr., you could see, you know, he's going to have enough money and he could just go and, you know, I don't know, whatever. Or he could go on a, on a kind of tour giving speeches around the country to pick up his father's mantle, right? We don't know. But those are two different – that's just one example of many people, right? We don't – you know, th- this whole QAnon conspiracy could wither away or it could get stronger. And, 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 and that genie is out of the bottle, that kind of fascist genie in America. And that is going that, – that has tremendous bearing on the future of the country. Even if it doesn't have – like you cut the head off the snake? I don't know. You know, how, how I mean, Q, those wackadoodle conspiracy theory people, the white supremacists, people that continue to hate and breed that hate and perpetuate that hate, will all, the anti-Semitism, the racism, they're always going to be there. But I think if you cut the head off the snake, where are they going to get? No one is going to give a shit. There's not going to be plane hangers for them to run in. There's not going to be cult rallies for them to go to. They're going to kind of like wither back into right. the shadow, sadly. Right. Unless, unless, to keep the analogy, unless there's a new head of the snake, right? Right, unlo- right. But I don't right. think there's, there's anyone like that, but anyway. I mean, if, you're, if you're Marco Rubio or someone, it's easier to go back to being a kind of normal conservative. Now, I don't think we should let them get away with that, but that's the easier thing to do. Right. You kind of just, it's not ignore. yeah, I, I agree. I think... Look, I would love to hold every one of them accountable. I would love to prosecute and send every one of them to The Hague. I would love to have them in some way have to pay back every wrong that they've done. And I'm not talking about policies and politics and the regular, like, dirt and shade that's thrown around. These people are responsible for the deaths of people, and they are responsible for perpetuating a pandemic. And that... I mean, the, the pandemic changes everything. Because- yeah. It really puts a death toll on what was otherwise a kind of you. I mean, before I mean, it's hard to remember the world before the pandemic. But my views of Trump haven't changed much. Since right. All that's happened is that there's been an awful lot of evidence, right? So all of his flaws, all the problems with the regime, have led to deaths in a way that wasn't the case before. Great start to the Jewish New Year. 
It's not enough apples and honey. And right yeah. now, sadly, the apples are all probably burnt and covered with smoke from the fires. Yeah, in Washington State, yeah. Terrible. Did you smell it? We smelled it out here. It was horrendous. I mean, I saw, you know, I, mean, I talked to a cousin of mine in Oregon. He said it was just, you know, barely it's got It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And then the guy sits there across from mayors of states that are going through that and says it's... Don't worry about it. It's going to get cooler. The science, the scientists don't know what they're talking about. Like, I just, ugh. here we go. You go back, you cycle and you cycle and you cycle through the, just punch. You just want to punch something or punch someone in the face and be like, the scientists don't really know what they're talking about. But it's, it's. When, when Trump made that comment, that was the comment of a dictator who's used to being around yes from people. Who but that's when you get the fuck up from the table. You you stand up and you say thank you sir very much from your for your time, this is bullshit and you walk away and I've been this is the one thing that's driven me the most crazy ever I know people want to report and it's necessary to put everything on TV but when that you are a White House press report I know but that's you make a bigger statement when you're the mayor or the governor of someplace like that and you get up and you tell them and go. You don't have to say, go fuck yourself, but you basically need to say, I'm done with the bullshit, bro. You want to sit here and you don't even understand the difference between herd mentality and herd immunity. You don't know climate change from weather. You throw paper towels at Puerto Ricans after a fucking hurricane. You're a fucking tool. I'm done with you. Do you know this? I still, and you know, you've said a lot of stuff. I've always said this from the jump. This is, you get up and you walk away. You don't even dignify that with your presence. And it's, and like, just make a statement and have a spine and stand up and say, Bro, you're a fucking moron. My body is not sitting here anymore. If you really think that it's going to magically get cooler just because you say so, this conversation... But that was on television. That was played on loop throughout everything. Do you know this? I I still... The statement I would have made if they would have said, you know what? Mm, I believe the scientists. Thank you so much. A peace out. And walked out. Because somebody's got to walk away. Like, every White House press reporter, except the one with from OAN, who clearly wasn't wearing a mask during all of his press conferences there in that stupid room need to get up and just leave. They don't push back. They don't argue. They don't hold them accountable. They Go away. Just let the guy stand there and speak to that one OAN reporter, and that should be the feed, and that should be the shot. And that's, I agree. And I'm, I agree. like, that is what pisses me off the most, is, like, it's enough already. Everything is, is enough. The earth this, is literally scorched, and, like, we're done. Three and a half years of this has got us nowhere. Four years of this has got us nowhere. It's got us, like, high blood pressure, anxiety, stress... It's got us a lot of shit we don't need. Death, a pandemic. Like, it's got us a lot of stuff. That's bullshit. But, we, you know, everybody also has other shit going on. So on that note, I hope your other shit gets better and uh, works out. And tell uh, everybody else over there, uh, I said what's up in uh, Hold the Hill Down. Anything else? Oh, I missed. Uh, you have an upcoming uh, panel. Say it in Contagious Part 4. Say it in Contagious Part 4. I'm coming to that one. 7 p.m. RSVP. Uh, Do the Q and A earlier, so I don't have, so I can get in a question before uh, I have to go DJ jam. <laughs> you put one in the chat group, and you know we'll try to get them. Or I'll leave it there, and you could talk about it, and then yeah. we'll talk about it later. All right, so people can email you for the uh, link in the invite, or we'll put the right. link in the invite. Now that I'm on my 57th burner Twitter account, because I think they see me coming, and I, as soon as I say Pence's pulled by panties in a bunch, I get suspended. So. <laughs> I'm on nine account number nine hundred and twenty five thousand, but I'll I'll still promote it and I'll still tag it and until they completely like ban me, I won't stop. All right. All right, Linky. It was good to see. You. I'm glad your uh, gash on your neck healed. Thank you. Let the fro go.
I am. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye-bye. All right, I guess we can just wrap it up without even really wrapping it up and hanging up with Lincoln. Okay, so go check out his website, lincolnmitchell.com. Follow him on the Instagram, Lincoln A. Mitchell. Follow him on the Twitter at his same address because he doesn't get suspended at Lincoln Mitchell. Go check out all of his Say It in Contagious Part 1, 2, and 3 are on the uh, YouTube machine um, we're on the DJ Jam every night, 8 o'clock. We're coming up on our 200th jam in a row at some point. And uh, I am now at Ghost, uh, Heads Ghost, H-E-D-Z Ghost, because every other one of my accounts has been suspended and I can't get back on because clearly they're so busy suspending people that they don't read any of the appeals that you file, no matter how many times you file an appeal. So I am on the Twitter at Heads Ghost, H-E-D-Z-G-H-O-S-T. We're at the jam with all the jam fan peeps. We're doing walks now. So if you're looking to get some exercise or be motivated or you need an accountability buddy, you could find us at the hashtag pace in your face. Uh, you can walk uh, anywhere. You could walk to the laundry room. You could walk to the kitchen. You could walk from the sofa to the fridge. Uh, Instagram story at hashtag at pace in your face. Uh, let us know you're doing it. And uh, just so that you can get up and move if you need some motivation, because sometimes it's hard to get up off the couch. You know, you don't want to all the chips and all, all the pints of Ben and Jerry's uh, is, is it gets messy. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. Wash your hands. Check on your peeps. Wear a fucking mask. Don't be a mask hole and uh, stay the hell home if you can. Uh, be safe. Be smart. And uh, thanks for listening. And until the next time, peace and hair grease.